We are up to the Mishnah. Okay, so the Mishnah says, Beishamai, I mean, Beishamai says, Mevian Shlamim on the first day on Yamtif, you can bring the carbon Shlamim because part of it is eaten, consumed by the person. And on Yamtif, you're allowed to cook food that you can eat. But the Ein Saimichanaleim, the smicha that we learned about yesterday, leaning on the animal, you don't do that on Yamtif because it's Muktza. And, uh, and he says you can also do it before Yamtif. So no reason to do it on Yamtif. The carbon, the oilus rear, when you go, you go visit the base of Migdash and you have to bring a carbon rear, that carbon gets totally burnt on the Mizbech, so you do not eat from that. So therefore, you're not allowed to bring that on Yamtiv. That's the view of Shammai. Well, Beis Hillel, and Beis Hillel says, Beis Hillel says, you bring a carbon shlamim and you bring an oiler. Beis Hillel says that you bring the carbon shlamim, you bring the carbon oiler, and you can do smicha as well. So two things. First of all, he says you can do smicha. I don't care about muktzah. The mitzvah overrides it. And it has to be done right before you uh, shech the carbon, so you have no choice. And the second thing he says that a carbon oiler, even though you don't consume from it, you don't consume it, it's the mitzvah of the day, and therefore you can bring it on Yom Tov itself. That's first part of the mission. The second part. What about Atzeda Shavuos? Chacholi is better Shabbos. The Shavuos falls out on a Friday. So Basil says, no problem. Bring it, bring your kabbalas on Friday. Beshamai says, so when Beshamai says, don't think that in this situation I'll allow you to do it on Friday. You still have to wait till after Yamtiv and you have catch-up days. So Yom the catch-up day, the day of slaughtering, is Shabbos. Only takes place on Sunday. Yamtiv was Friday, can't do it. Court the Shammai, Shabbos, obviously you cannot do it. So therefore, when do you shacht on Sunday? says, There's no need for having a Yom Tavuach. You could do it on Friday proper, on Yom Tavuach. They all agree. That if Shavuos falls on a Shabbos, everyone agrees you cannot bring you know, your Kabbalahs on Shabbos. So when would you shech? On Sunday. But because the Tzedukim believed, because the Tzedukim believed that... Um, we're Adaf Yudzayin Amar Aleph by the Mishnah, and we're discussing whether you can bring Kabbalas on Yom Tif. And, and uh, we have Shammai that says you can only bring a carbon that you can consume, and where Beis Hillel says that you can bring all the Kabbalas on uh, the first day Yom Tif. And now we're saying, according to Shammai, so when do you bring it? On Shavuos, you bring it after Shavuos. He calls it Yom Tavoyach, the day of Shechtik. And then we say, everyone agrees, but if Yom Tov falls out on Shabbos, everyone agrees you cannot bring a carbon. So we're doing the mission of the last two lines. But the Tzedukim believe that every Shavuot should be on a Sunday. They took the Torah literally that Memachras of Shabbos, the day after Shabbos, you should go ahead and, and you know, bring the carbon Oymer and then Shavuot seven weeks later. So we want to show them that today is not Shavuot. And we don't agree with Tzedukim. So therefore, Ein Koyen Godl Mislabish Bekelev, the Koyen Godl does not wear his normal yomtiv clothes, or he does not wear his his. Uh, he doesn't do any service in the base amigdus. So, so no one should misconstrue that that day is yomtiv. Umutarim behesper Normally you cannot on a yomtiv make eulogies or fast, and the other makeup days you cannot fast or make eulogies. But on Sunday you can. So the kaim shabbos so that we don't agree with those who say that. That at Ceres is on the Shavuos on a Sunday. Says the Gemara, 
Three times a year, she go visit the base of Migdash, and it says, When Chagamatzes, Chagashuas, Uber Chagasukas. Now, this Pasik is extra because we're talking already about Matzes and Shu. We're talking about the Zim Tayyim. So, why does the Tayyim bring it all down? Makish to tell you, to teach you how law. Makish Chagashuas, the Chagamatzes, to equate the Yamt of a Shuas to the Yamt of a Pesach. In what way? Pesach lasts for seven days. So to Shavuos lasts for seven days. Says the Gemara, but the Pasuk also brings down Sukkot. So how do you know you compare it to Shavuos, to Pesach, which is seven days? Maybe we should compare it to Sukkot, which has eight days, including Shemini Atzeres. Why don't we compare it to Sukkot? Sukkot, you can make up eight days. Also, you can make up eight days. So we say something we learned a couple of times already. Shmini regal bifne atzvahu. That shmini atzeres is considered a separate yomtiv, and therefore sukkahs also is only made up of seven days. Says Gemara, that's not really correct. When we say that shmini atzeres is a separate yomtiv, is regarding six different halachas, but. But when it comes to kabbanas, to make up the kabbanas, Shemini Atzeres is part of Sukkot. If you did not bring your kabbanas on the first day of Sukkot, you have until Shemini Atzeres, including Shemini Atzeres, to bring it up. So as far as kabbanas is concerned, Shemini Atzeres is part of Sukkot. So our question is, how do you know to compare Shavuos to Pesach, seven days? Maybe we should compare Shavuos to Sukkot, eight days. When do we say What respect is separate? And only regarding the following six laws. Pay stands for pious. Pious means they used to draw a lottery. They used to draw a lottery. They were um, on Sukkot, we have 70 bulls that they bring. And we have 24 families of Kainim. So, so um, if you each one does it three times, have a, have a, a rotation, and um, and if you have a rotation, then most of the families will have three opportunities to be involved in the bulls, but it'll be two families short because three times twenty-four is seventy-two, and there's only seventy animals, so two short. So when it comes to shmini atzeres, what happens? Do only these two remaining animals draw a lottery between them? Then it would show that that Shmiyatzeres is a continuation of Sukkot. Or do we say no? That all that that the, the, all the families, all twenty-four families, throw their, their their names in the ring, and and see what happens. So regarding pious, it's like a new yomtiv. Start from scratch. Zion is man Shechianu. We make Shechianu Shmiyatzeres. Rage is regal. It's a different yomtiv, different name. Kuf is carbon, different, different set of carbonas altogether from Sukkot. Shin is shir, the song they sing by the carbonas is very different. And Beis is bracha. According to Taisus, it means when you bench, you say Yalva Yavad. You say a different, you know, you say Bishmina Tzeres, Chag, rather than, than saying, uh, what do you call it? Um, than saying Chag of Sukkot. Well, Rashi says bracha means the bracha that he gave to the king. Every eighth, every 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 seventh year, the king would um, say, you know, Shmita and Sukkot, go ahead and do Hakel. 
but there's an interesting argument as to how do we understand the relationship between Shemini Atzeres and Sukkot. Do we say that Shemini Atzeres really is part of Sukkot, but there are six exceptions, these six laws, or do we say that no, Shemini Atzeres really is a totally independent yantra for Sukkot. The only connection it has is regarding the carbon. And that is a difference between the two versions of Shemini Atzeres that we say in Davani. Ashkenaz and Sfard. Sfard says, Shmini Hatzeres Hachag Hazeh, and Ashkenaz says, Chag Shmini Hatzeres Hazeh. And the difference is as follows. In Nusach Sfard, we're saying that Shmini Hatzeres is Hechag, part of this Yamtiv, which Yamtiv Sukkis. That Shmini Hatzeres is really part of Sukkis, Chag Hazeh, but it has six exceptions. In Nusach Ashkenaz, we say, Chag Shmini Hatzeres Hazeh. It's a brand new Yamtiv. It is nothing, has nothing to do with Sukkis other than the carbon you can still bring, but that's it. So the two versions we say. But bottom line is that Shemini Atzeres, when it comes to the carbon, is part of Sukkot. So our question goes back. Now, how do we know it's part of Sukkot? That now we learned in a Mishnah, before. If somebody did not have the opportunity to bring his carbon beyond the initial Chag, the first day of Sukkot, is regal, he, he does entire Yom Tov, Yom And he can also do it on, on Shemini Atzeres. So how come we only say seven days, not eight, says the Gemara? To fast them, a rubble to fast We have a rule. You have two choices either to take more or take less. You always take the minimal amount. To fast the move, you have to take the minimal amount. So, for example, you have one law that says we should have seven days at the The other, if you learn from Sukkot, it'll be eight days. If we decide to only follow the rule, the seven day rule, we didn't get it wrong. Okay, we didn't give them enough time. You could have had another day, but we didn't get it wrong. But if you give eight when you really should have only given seven, you added a day when you had no right to. And that is like in a proactive way, you added a day, that's no good. Says the Gemara, um, okay, so you explain why the Torah had to repeat Shavuos and Pesach to teach the two didn't, to, to equate the two and tell you seven days. But why bring in Sukkot? Says the Gemara, why bring in Sukkot? Says the Gemara, you know why? There's another law that we compare Sukkot to Pesach. On Pesach, when you bring a carbon, not only you cannot go home the first day Yom Tov, you have to remain to Chalamoy because you have to stay overnight, spend the night there. Not only because you brought a carbon, but because it's Yom Tov. So Sukkot is the same thing. You bring a carbon on Sukkot, you need to spend the night and stay there till the following day. Who told you Pesach, you have to spend the night there? So the Gemara because it says at the top of the next page, it says, Ufanisa Babaika, you will turn back in the morning, you'll go home to your tents. So the Gemara we learned. Um, so therefore, what? So we, so how do you learn from there? Maybe it means that the very morning of Yom Tov should go home. So Rashi explains, because on Yom Tov, you cannot travel a certain distance. Tchum, you have a tchum, you have a limit. So therefore, it must be talking about Chalamoy. Tresus right away asks, the whole idea of having a limit is only from the rabbis. It's not from the Torah. So why would the Torah tell you don't go home yomta because of Tchum when it doesn't exist in the Torah? Unless you follow Rabbi Akiva who believes that Tchum is from the Torah. So Tresus answers that some people want to say, which is the Rambam and the Rif, they hold that even according to us, if you walk 12 kilometers, that was the size of the Jewish camp in the Midbar, that is Tchum. Of course, everybody, if you walk more than 12 kilometers on Shabbos, Mahatayra, that's Chum. The argument between Rabbi Kiva and the rabbis are only, what about 2,000 Amas? Taisus, however, disagrees. And he says the reason why we know it's not talking about Yom Tov proper, don't do it with Chum. He says, you know why? Because on Yom Tov, you have to be at the base of Migdash. It says three times a year, you have to make an appearance at the base of Migdash. So you can't leave 
You have to be there. It's the following day that you leave. And talk about Babaikir in the morning. In the morning, you have to be in the base of Mikdash. So that's why it says so. We learned. It said is so. You said that you have you have time to make it up. We're going to ask a question. We learned at Sedes Shacholir Shabbos. The Shul falls out on Friday. Beshama he says Yom Tavaya. When would you shech your kabbalas? He holds on Yom Tov proper. You cannot shech the oilus ria that carbon that gets totally burned in mizbech because you're not eating from it, so you have no right to cook it on Yom Tov. So when you do it after Shabbos on Sunday, Ubeisil I mean, and Beisil says Ain La Yom Tavaya. Nope, there's no compensation. You just do it on the day of Yom Tov itself. My love, what's he saying? There's no compensation. You're telling me that not only you have a catch-up day, you have a whole week of catch-up. Here, Hill clearly says that there's no catch-up. You misunderstood. What he meant was, Hill is not saying that you don't have catch-up. Of course you do. But you know, there's no need for it because you can bring it on Friday on Yom Tov proper. What's Hill trying to tell you? The Makrivan Biyam is trying to tell you that you could bring in a Friday. You don't have to rely on the catch of day. If that's all Hill is trying to tell us, we know that already from the first part of the mission. He told us on Yom Tov you could bring a Karmelazriya. We learned you could only bring Shlamim because you eat from it, but you don't lean on it. Don't bring your carbonate that you totally burn. And Basil says, you bring your shlamim and oilus, the same and you can lean on them. So Hillary told us that you could bring your oilus ria, the animal that gets totally burnt as bech, you can bring on yamtif. Why repeat it twice in the same Mishnah? We need it. Why? The Iashminabaha, if we only knew that um if we only knew the first part of the mission that Anyamtiv, you're not allowed to bring Anyamtiv, so bring it the following day according to Shammai, I would say, you know what? But Hokar Shammai only limits this compensation, is only if it's the day immediately succeeding Yamtiv. Yamtiv is on a Tuesday, Wednesday, you can make it up. Bring it tomorrow. In this case here, if Yamtiv was on a Friday and you're going to delay it by two days, people are going to be forgetful, they'll go home. Maybe then Beishamai will agree to Basil. look, we really got no choice. We better allow them to a special dispensation that they should be able to bring their carbon oil on the on Yom Tov itself. That's what we would think. If we need to say no. Beishamai said that even if it's two days later, you, you wait two days. We only knew the case of Sunday. Only here Basil argues. Look, two days later, let's do it on Yom Tov. But in a case where Yom Tov is a normal weekday and you have the, you can do the day after, maybe he'll is mighty. You know what? It's better to wait. Therefore, we need to argue in both instances. Toshma, let's continue talking about this idea of you telling me you have a whole entire week to make up that carbon. It says, somebody didn't use, didn't make it um, the entire Pesach. He missed out the entire Sukkot, including Shmei Tzedes. Just for whatever reason, to bring a carbon. Or Yom Tov Shalatzed is the day of Shavuot. He can no longer bring a carbon. Shavuot sounds like only one day he has a chance to bring a carbon. My love, Yom Tov Shalatzed is telling you that Shavuot, you have one day to bring the carbon. You miss it, too late. We're talking about Yom Tov We're talking about that what? If you missed the day, the, the catch-up day, it's too late. Says the Gemara, okay, one. Let's at least resolve the Chad Yom Tovayach. There's only one day for catch-up. he says, don't be a stickler for my words. Yemei Tovayach. I meant to say is the days of catch-up, which is, uh, gives you a whole week. Sorry. 
gives you a whole week. Says the further, Toshma coming here. Again, the Gemara is challenging the idea that you're saying that you have a whole week to make up. Toshma coming here. The Tani Rabba Bashmul, Rabba Bashmul taught Umra Taylor. The Taylor taught Manei Yamim. You count days. The Kiddush Chaydish. I want you to count days, and then you sanctify Rosh Chaydish. Manei Yamim. I want you to count days. The Kaddish Atzeres. You count forty-nine days. Firas Haimer, and then you have Shavuos. What's the comparison to Rosh Chaydish? He says as follows. He says, um, just like Chaydish. Um, you count days, and then Rosh Chaydish itself is a day. You're counting 49 days, it's only days, so therefore Shavuos is only one day. So there's no catch up. My love, isn't he trying to tell us? Just like Rosh Chaydish is only one day. Shavuos also should only be one day. The days you count is, a, is, is day by day by day. So therefore, Shavuos is just like that, one day. Says, what are you talking about? Shavuos, not only do we count days, we also count weeks. Omar Rav says, Rav, does that make sense? Otu atzeres, yeimim manin and shvuah leminin and shvuah, we only count days in our weeks. Omar Abaya, didn't Abaya say, mitzvah lemem no there's a mitzvah to count days. It says clearly in the Torah, Tishbrach and count 50 days. But also, mitzvah lemem no shvuah, a mitzvah to count weeks. It says, Shiva Shavuos, Tzipolach, seven weeks you should count. So we count days and we count weeks. So Shavuos is a day and Shavuos is a week. As far as Yom Tov is concerned, it's a day. And as far as the carbon is concerned, you have, a, you have an entire week to bring the carbon. But oh, furthermore, Chag Shavuos, furthermore, it says that the Yom Tov is called Chag Shavuos, which means weeks. So that's, that in itself tells us that the Yom Tov is a week long. But not in every respect, because the Torah says only one day. So therefore, it means as far as kabbalas are concerned. There's a big argument in Rishonim when we say you count days and you count weeks. Is it the way we do it today? Comes day number eight, we say it's a week and a day. Number nine, a week and two days. That's what we do. That's follow some Rishonim. Other Rishonim say no. All it means is the end of every week, you say today was two weeks. And the next week, then today is three weeks. But in the, in the interim days, you don't mention the weeks at all. So, so anyway, so therefore we conclude that you have to, you have seven days catch up on Shavuos. Now the Gemara will bring another source. says, it says in Pasik, on this day you should call it a holy day and don't do any work and so on. Let's talk about Shavuos. And the next Pasik says, uh, and when you cut your harvest, your land, make sure you leave a corner there. That has nothing to do with Shavuos. But because of the juxtaposition between these two psukim, we're going to say that this is also referring to Shavuos, and it's a verb. While you're harvesting your land, make sure you leave a corner. So we're saying, on the one hand, it's Yom Tov. On the other hand, there's a verb that says you can harvest on Yom Tov. How could that possible? Which Yom Tov is, is in the season of harvesting? That's the season of harvesting. In fact, it's called Chag Ema. So when are you exactly doing this harvesting? It's a verb. You're, you're actively doing the harvesting. Elaim of the Anyanta proper Tira Biyamta Mishari, a lot of harvest on Yamtu itself. Of course, he cannot. Now, there's a big machlake in the beginning of Bayer, Bain Khananul, and Tasis and others. We know that we're allowed to, uh, the, the din is that we are allowed to do for Yamta things which are necessary for eating, from the time of kneading and onwards. We don't want you to go out the field and harvest. We don't want you to grind the wheat and all that. Now, there's a question whether that Mahatayra is forbidden. The Torah says only what's like ready to be prepared for eating. 
or is it only from the rabbis? In other words, with the Torah, you can do whatever you want, but the rabbi said, if you're going to spend all the time in, in, you know, out there field harvesting everything else, when are you going to have yom too much work? So, um, so from this Gemara here, it would seem, the Gemara says, we're focusing on a Pasuk in the Torah, and we're saying, how can it be talking about yom Are you allowed to harvest on yom It sounds like from the Torah's perspective, you're not permitted to harvest on yom proper. Aren't we talking about the days of catch-up? So we see clearly there's a catch-up. There's time to catch up. Says the Gemara, so why do we need two sources? We have this one here, Rabbi Lezim and Yaakov, and the previous one, Rabbi Lezim and Aisha, who learned, Rabbi Lezim and Yaakov learned the previous one, which is, um, we compare it to matzahs. Why do you need both? Says the Gemara, you need both. You need Rabbi Lezim and Yaakov. The Gemara explains. We compare it to Pesach, fine. But if we compare it to Pesach, all the Pesach says is Chagamatis. You know what we would think? That Shavuos, all seven days of Shavuos are exactly like Pesach. The first day is Yom Tov, the last day is Yom Tov, the interim days is Chalamoy. That's what we would think. After Shlubet says, I don't do any work. Maybe you don't have the last day Yom Tov, but maybe but you shouldn't be able to do any work because we're comparing it to Pesach. So you need this pasuk here that tells you no. On Yom Tov you're not allowed to harvest, but the other days while you're harvesting you can bring kabbonis. In other words, it's not allowed to do malacha, and you can use those days as catch up. So we need Rabbi Lezer Yaakov. So why do we need the first drasha about Chagamatzis? Very simple. How would you know how many days is this catch up? I would know. Tell you Rabbi Lezer Amar So that's. Source number two comes along. Source number three, the Shlaki is very similar to Rabbi Lozav Yaakov, but different sukkim. The Shlaki says, "I have a better pasuk." Chagat Kotzer, the very pasuk in the in in the story of Rabbi Lozav Yaakov, one pasuk is talking about Shavuot, the next one is talking about Peya, the corner of your field, you have to leave for poor people. But what? What we say because of the close proximity to sukkim, etc., etc. The Shlaki says, in the very pasuk that talks about Shavuot, it says the Chagat Kotzer talks about Bikurim. Bikurim we bring up on Shavuos. It says the passage, Bechaga cuts it, the season of the Yom of harvesting. And then it talks about Bechaga Asif, which is Sukkot, and so on and so forth. Now, Chaga cuts is really a noun. The previous one was a verb. This is a noun. This is the Yom the season of, of harvesting. But, um, Shlok is going to try to learn from that as well. And he says as follows. Which yom to be allowed to, that you celebrate, and it's a time of harvesting. So when are you doing this harvesting? Even though it's a noun, I'm going to call it a verb. And you're harvesting. On yom to allowed to. It's talking about the conversation, the days that catch up. Doesn't that prove that you have an opportunity to catch up on shuas? Omar Abirkin said, this, your drush is wrong. If you follow your drasha, that a noun becomes a verb, the same pasuk continues chaga asif, the season, the yomtiv of gathering, which we know is sukkah's time. Which yomtiv do you gather? Let's think. When? On yomtiv itself. Obviously, it's talking about you're allowed to work in chalamai. You're not allowed to gather. You're not allowed to work in chalamai unless it's a loss, as we learned before. So what's it talking about? Since it's a noun, we're not saying you should actually, says Rabbi Yechon, it's not saying you should actually go gather. It's the time of gathering. It's a season. This is the season of gathering. It's a season of harvesting, but there's no license to harvest on Shavuos itself. And, now, and who said this compensation? 
Says the Gemara, we learned in the Shir Mizrahi today all the way down to the Mishnah, but it's very straightforward Gemara, so it'll take only a few minutes. Now the Gemara is going to talk about Chalamoid. So you both, Reish Lakish and Rabbi Yechen both agree that you don't work in Chalamoid because Rabbi Yechen said to him, you don't work in Chalamoid. Reish Lakish didn't challenge him and says, yes, you do. So everyone agrees you're not allowed to work in Chalamoid. The question is, who said? Miklal the Tavais with the Chalamoid, also, if you're allowed to work in Chalamoid, how do you know that? Interesting, we learned all about Chalamoid in Masechta Moid Kat, in the previous Masechta, and nowhere does the discuss how do you know you're not allowed to work in Chalamoid. We have to wait till Chagiga. And again, as I pointed out last time, this is how Gemara works. You know, you have some parts, it's all over the place. So, Torabon, we're going to bring a number of sources. First one, it says the Bosnik is Chagach, you should protect the Yom Tov of Pesach. What do you mean protect it? Protect it from what? Shiva's Yom for seven days. Lima that teaches us that Chalamoid, Shaosur, Basis, Melochin, I'll do any work. Protecting means don't do work. That's all. That's the opinion of Yeshiv. So you're not allowed to work on Chalamoid. Rabbi Yenison says, you don't have to say that. I have pure logic. Take, take the first day Sukkot and the last day, or first day Pesach and the last day Pesach. There's no holy day the day before Pesach, nor is there a holy day the day after Pesach. Yet. You know, I'll do any work in between. You know, um, sorry, those two days now work. So Cholamayid is a sandwich between two holy days. She has Kedusha Lifnein Lachrein, is a Kedusha prior, Kedusha post. Surely you shouldn't have to work during Cholamayid because it's sandwiched between two holy days. Says the Gemara, we follow that logic. What about every weekday? Every weekday is sandwiched between Shabbos and Shabbos. So why are you allowed to work during the week? Says the Gemara, what about the six days of the week? Shabbos before, Shabbos after. I'll do work. Don't bring me, don't throw me. That's a red herring. The six days of work. There's nothing holy about those days. You don't bring a special carbon. Especially you bring a carbon musaf. So it's a carbon musaf then. So what about Rosh Chaydish? Rosh Chaydish, you bring a carbon musaf and yet you permit with Chayach. She yet bring carbon musaf and yet mutav is allowed to work. We learned last time that women didn't work. It's only a minig. There's no halacha. So the Moshe said, "What's that? Rosh is different. Mal Rosh Chaydish and Kara Mikra Chaydish. Chaydish is never called a holy day. Taimu bechaylish shemayi to call Mikra Chaydish. Cholamayi is called Mikra Chaydish, holy day, and you bring a Kara Musaf, and that's why you shouldn't work. Hoyel bechara Mikra Chaydish dinu. Therefore, it makes sense. Shasa basul now do any work." So that's two proofs we brought. We'll continue more. Tanya, that we learned in the Brayse, you shouldn't do any work. Come to teach you regarding Cholamoyed. I'll do any work. Why? Because it says, you shouldn't do any work. Because the first day is holy. Don't do any work. Seven days bring a carbon. The eighth day is holy. And it says, don't do any work. Because the first and eighth day are covered, don't do any work. It's as if all the days don't do any work. You don't have to say that. Why? It says in the Hashem. It says in the following of the Yom Tev Hashem that you should call on your Yom Tev. Now, what are we talking about? In Bedishin. If we're talking about Berishan, talking about the first day Yom Tov, Harikvar Nehmer already says Shabbos. In the previous passage, it says the first day should call Yom Tov, don't do any work. And then it's a seven day, and it says it's called Shabbos. It's called, um, 
It says uh, at the, the 50 days, it says Shabbos in the Pasuk. <clears throat> um, so in Bishvi, if we're talking about the seventh day, um, the seventh, it says in the Pasuk there, the seventh day, also, it says it should be a day of rest. It says Shivas Yamim, it says by Yom Marishan Shabbosan, and then the, by Yom Shemini Shabbosan. It says at the beginning and the end, it should rest. So what do I need? What do you mean, Mikra Kodesh, call it holy? It's really, the Torah said it's supposed to be Shabbosan holy. When it says Eilim Moya and Hashem, it's talking about Cholomoya. The Lamb of the teacher, Sha'asab, Asiz Malachi, now when he works, here's a fourth source. Tanya is another place. Sheish is Yom Matzah, six days you should eat Matzahs, Uvayay Mashvi, and seven day at Seder Hashem. The seven day is Atzeres to Hashem. Um, what, what's Atzeres? You shouldn't work. Mashvi, Atzer, just like the six days, you don't work. Af Sheish is Yom Matzurin, because it says uh, six days you should eat Matzahs, and then the seven days, it's all one, one big thing. So the six days you don't work either. The seventh day, I'll do any form of work. So, does that mean the whole yom you can't do any form of work? On the seventh day, you shouldn't do any work, which means the other days you could. So, what's Pshat? Other days you could work or you can't work. Which one is it? The seventh day, you cannot do any form of work. But the sixth day, it's not forbidden any work. The only work that's forbidden on the sixth days are things, if you know, the loss, certain things you'll have to do. Gave it over to the rabbis. Let tell you, First of all, the rabbis decide which days are shaydish, which days yamtiv. Which you allowed to do, which you not allowed to do. Traces, as long traces, has a whole discussion. So what's going on here? The idea of not working in chalamoyit seems straightforward from our gemara. It's from the Torah. We bring all these different sukkim. Traces and traces, and we had a mayu cotton. You know, it says there an oval cannot do it. It's only from the rabbis. But chalamoyit is from the Torah. Is much stricter. But Taisus has a problem with all that. He says, if it's from the Torah, what do you mean that if you're going to have a loss, you're permitted to work on Yechalamoyed? Where do you find the Torah that there are uh, exemptions? There's no exemptions in the Torah. You know, by, by, by the rabbis, you have the Chachila from the outset, we want you to do this. But if it didn't, okay. The Torah doesn't exist, except by Kachim, as Taisus and Pesach and Zafirah says. But the Torah doesn't exist. So what do you mean if, the, if there's a loss, you're allowed to work? And Taisus brings a few other proofs that he believes that it's only from the rabbis. He brings in Rishalmi that the Rishalmi says the reason why you don't work Chalmait is we want you to eat and drink and learn Torah and have, you know, Shiurim and that's what you do in Chalmait. So, Tesis only with the Rabbanon. And also this idea that the rabbis can choose what you could do, what you can do, sounds, he says, sounds only with the Rabbanon. Some Achreinim want to say that the different Minhagim as to whether you wear Tefillin on Chalmait or you don't wear Tefillin is predicated on the argument of whether not working a chalamayit is from the Torah or from the Rabbanon. If it's from the Torah, you shouldn't work, then it's like yamtif, then you don't wear film. If it's only from the Rabbanon that you don't work, then you wear film, because from the Torah's perspective, it's a normal weekday. So therefore, from the Torah's perspective, you have to put on film. Just a few more lines. We said, you're allowed to make eulogies. If, if Sunday is the makeup day, you're allowed to make eulogies. You're allowed to fast, even though normally you shouldn't. In order, we don't want to show any support at the, to the Sadukim that say, that Shavuot should always be on a Sunday. Interestingly, Gemara here avoids calling them by their name. Says he, what am I saying? There's a story who asked a question. There's a story. He makes Alexa Balud, this person, Alexa, who passed away in Lud. Obviously, was a great person. Everybody came in to eulogize him. did not allow them. It was Yom Tashul. So the obvious question is, um, 
Yamtus like that was on Yamtus. Ibe Yamtus Mikas, where they all come from, how they all come, and also who would have done um, a Hesper on Yamtus. It was a it was a day of shechting. So he's and he said it's Yamtus for you guys because you bring a carbon. Don't eulogize. Well, you just said the now mission over here that you're allowed to eulogize on Sunday. Says you might like cash. It's not a problem. Now what? Can be Yamtus Shecholias Achel Shabbos if Yamtus falls out. On, um, on a Sunday or a Monday. So the following day is the catch-up day. Then you treat it like a yomtiv. Don't eulogize fast. Don't, uh, you know, you know, don't fast. Can be yomtiv, but if yomtiv falls out on Shabbos, then Sunday is the catch-up day. And we don't want that Sunday should look like the Sunday of the Tzedukim that they celebrate Shavuos. So therefore we say that on this Sunday, go ahead and fast. And this Sunday, you can go ahead and eulogize. Okay, that brings us to the next Mishnah. The next Mishnah to the end of the Mishnah is quite difficult. It's all about the laws of Tuma and Tara. I guess Yimi tomorrow needs a bit more time to give you an introduction to explain all of these different rules. Okay, have a short talk. Good